When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Book of the Dead My Life from Kim As a kid, I was never interested in the paranormal until someone told me not to do some specific movement or it would summon ghosts. It sparked something that led me down the rabbit hole and it opened a door in my brain, and I started to experience things that were more than a little odd. My parents divorced, and I felt tremendously lost as a teen in that mess, so I decided to start praying, but it didn't do all that much, so I started looking into alternatives and found that there are a bunch of spirits that would listen to you. And so they did. I would ask for signs, like a loud sound, and not a minute later, the shelf in the kitchen with pots and pans on it came crashing down downstairs. I could hear my dad's surprised reaction, and to be honest, it made me giggle. No ghosts as of yet, but I wasn't looking for any, to be honest. Some years later, I moved with my mom to a pre-war house in the Netherlands. It was such a cute little house with almost seven dwarf house qualities to it, and I got the whole attic to myself so naturally as a teen I was elated. During our reno there, I started to feel uncomfortable, but blamed it on the lack of electricity and new, unfamiliar surroundings. After two weeks, we moved in and I had my bed in the back of the room, and when I went to bed and laid my head down, I felt one side of my face go completely cold, but still I didn't link it to the paranormal. That moment came when I was sitting at my desk and I heard a bang on my door. So I went to investigate, thinking a decoration I had hanging on my little landing had fallen down. I opened the door. Nothing. The decoration was still hanging. That landing was weird anyways, almost at the top of the stairs, and it always smelled like rotten eggs. I was with my friends in my room and had a broken-off closet door leaning on an angle against the wall, but somehow it always toppled. But somehow it toppled and came down onto a glass on the desk which shattered and nearly hit us. Of course, we were shaken up and decided to go out. After that, multiple friends started seeing things and getting headaches in the house, so naturally I didn't have many over. Downstairs also had weird happenings, but those were benign, like turning down the thermostat or opening waste bins after you'd closed it, and weirdest of all, sneezing noises right next to you when you were watching TV. I started doing some investigation and spoke to the son of former tenants, and he said they experienced things there too. Seemingly, a man lived there that hung himself, and a young child died of neglect. The latter I couldn't find anything about, but I did find that one man died there suddenly. I could tell that whatever was there wasn't 
all that nice. Even my three-year-old nephew, who was there on a birthday party, pointed up at the ceiling and said the Dutch word for ghost. I was shaken, but I grabbed in the air like it was a balloon and told him, I got it, hold on, hold on, don't let it fly away, just so he wouldn't be scared, <laughs> even though I was. During this period, I had multiple things happen outside the house as well, such as being able to pinpoint where people died because of a weird feeling, and even so far as catching photographic evidence which was destroyed not even an hour later because of a random computer malfunction. I've encountered people who told me things that nobody could know, and people even telling me that I had someone near me that looked just like me. What they didn't know, what they couldn't know, was that my great-grandmother looked just like me. And according to what my family told me, she was Romani and murdered by her husband because he suspected adultery and they found my grandmother and her brother next to her body. Currently, I'm living with my partner in a house that seems okay, but I had multiple instances where I felt touched or could have sworn my partner was standing behind me, and he wasn't. Two people, each unaware of the other, have referred to the man upstairs, and they didn't mean God. So... You could say I'm kind of hyper alert right about now. Northridge, from Kelly. First off, I was really young when I lived in Northridge. Some things I remember and some things my mom and neighbors have told me. But all of them are captured in this story. Northridge is a townhouse co-op community and just so happened to be next to a cemetery. I don't know if the cemetery is even relevant to the experiences that happened in our unit, however, I thought it was worth a mention. Over the years, my mom has told me several things about our experiences while living there. One of the most intriguing things she claims is that she recalls the day it, or they, moved in. Well, I'm not sure moving is the right term, but you get the idea. So, this was in the 70s, the time era of macrame. Yes. And in true 70s fashion, my mom had her fair share of macrame plant hangers. She claims, and I vaguely remember, the plant hangers would randomly spin or swing wildly on their own. No windows open and no breezes. She also recalls glasses moving and cracking on the countertop for no apparent reason. If you shut a door, it would open on its own. Light switches would turn on and off on their own. One thing that really shook her up was when she found our puppy Cocker Spaniel on the countertop. There was no way she could have jumped that high. As our Cocker Spaniel got older, she would randomly freak out, start shaking, and try to get outside. What I do remember is that a little old lady would visit. I literally called her the little old lady to everyone. She was clearly older, had dark hair, and her overall energy emanated warmth and kindness. At nighttime, she would read me bedtime stories and Interestingly, my mother claims you could hear her reading to me. I vividly remembered that several times a face would appear on the wall. It was bizarre as the wall had daffodil wallpaper, and when the face would appear, the daffodils would fade out and blur. The little old lady would yell at it, couldn't understand the language she'd speak. However, I could tell from her tone and body posture that she was not happy, and she told me never go to the face in the wall. At one point, I was homesick with a fever and on the sofa downstairs sound asleep. My mom decided to pop over to the neighbors to help her with something. She claims I wasn't alone long, but when she came back, she found me sound asleep on the sofa with a bunch of stuffed animals tucked around me. She also claims that often she'd come into my room in the morning to wake me 
and I'd have a ring of stuffed animals around me. Once, when my parents and I were away, the neighbors thought someone had broken into our townhouse as they heard loud noises that sounded like people yelling and like furniture was moving. They cautiously entered the condo and it was silent. Nothing was out of place. Finally, this is one of the more bizarre things that happened, and I don't even know how it would be possible. One afternoon, my mom and I were going out, and she saw me waving to someone. She asked, who are you waving at? I responded, the little old lady was waving to me from the window. Later, when my mom and I came home, she and I went upstairs. That is when we found one of my Donald Duck swimming flippers on the windowsill with cigarette ashes in it. No one in my family smoked. No one had been in the house. I was raised in the Jehovah's Witnesses, who believe that ghosts are actually demons trying to trick you into leaving God. Needless to say, when I began noticing things out of the ordinary, I kept that shit to myself. Beginning at the age of five, I saw shadow people, had bouts of sleepwalking, and had frequent night terrors. On more than one occasion, I woke up on the floor despite going to sleep on the top bunk bed. When my parents divorced and we moved in with my grandma, I began hearing voices. I distinctly remember hearing a conversation about having tea in the garden. We didn't have a garden. I also frequently heard my name, but the voice was neither inside or outside my head. It was like a small person standing in my ear. I was drawn to a particular pine tree in the backyard that had a branch bending down as if to be offering a hand. I felt like this tree was kind and wanted to be my friend. For years, I greeted this tree when I passed by it and shook its outstretched hand. This tree happened to be right outside my bedroom window, where I always heard the voices. It should also be noted that my grandma lived on a plot of land in the middle of nowhere, with our closest neighbors living a quarter of a mile away, and no sidewalks for people to walk past us. My grandma was the local crazy cat lady, so people would drop strays off on our property, and my grandma kept them fed. After she passed, I frequently saw a cat out of the corner of my eye, which I assumed was her watching over me. My craziest experiences happened as an adult in a small town called Medina, New York, which has many historic buildings on the Erie Canal that are thought to be part of the Underground Railroad, although many of these claims are unconfirmed. My then-boyfriend owned a music venue in a building across the street from the canal, and that place was creepy as hell. The building had an odd setup, so bear with me while I try to explain it. It was across two storefronts, but the front doors weren't used by anyone except employees. The back doors opened into a courtyard, which was sectioned off with a 12-foot-tall wood fence so we could admit patrons through a gate. One half of the venue was the dance floor side, and the other was the bar-slash-pool table area. The two sides were connected by a large open doorway, but they had separate power switches in the basement. The door to the basement was on the bar side, while the power switches were on the dance floor side, which meant at the end of the night we had to cross the dark, creepy basement to turn off the power. I always hated it down there, and frequently saw orbs and flashes of light flitting around like they'd been interrupted. We made some renovations to the venue, and during that time the activity kicked up significantly. One night my boyfriend and a friend were painting the bar side, 
And when I arrived, I was annoyed they'd turned on the huge industrial fan in the back corner of the dance floor, which I felt was a waste of electricity because it was nowhere near where they were working. My boyfriend said he hadn't turned it on, so he turned it off. That's when he remembered he hadn't even turned the power on for that side of the building. When he tried to turn the fan on again, it didn't work. On another night, I was working on the dance floor side alone. I looked up and saw my reflection in the front window. There was a man standing behind me, in that same back corner. The window was too far away to see his face, but he was dressed all in white and was just standing there. I stared for several seconds, but neither of us moved. When I looked over my shoulder, only the fan stood there. I ran to the front doors, which opened out onto the sidewalk, and nobody was outside either. I hesitated wondering if I'd imagined it. At that moment, the back door slammed shut, despite being propped open with a cinder block. Nobody could have gotten into the back courtyard, since the gate was locked tight at the time. It could have been a gust of wind, but I wasn't taking any chances, and I left immediately. Another night, my boyfriend and his friend were messing around with some recording equipment and layering a few tracks with acoustic guitar. We were sitting on the dance floor, which had the best acoustics, and when their song was done, I listened to it through the headphones. I like this, but the vocals are too quiet. I can't make out the lyrics, I said. They looked confused and said they hadn't done any vocals, but I insisted there was a man's voice on the recording that sounded like a harsh whisper, but I couldn't quite make it out. They rewound the tape, but this time I couldn't hear any voice. I might have chalked it up to a faulty recording, but if that was the case, it wouldn't have disappeared. The last experience there was after the renovations were done. We had a few friends down after hours to celebrate, and my boyfriend and I were sitting alone at the bar. I felt a chill and looked up at him, just in time to see a face next to his. It was a white figure like I'd seen before, and it disappeared before I could make out any distinct features. Before I could say anything, my boyfriend's baseball cap, which had been sitting in front of him on the bar, slid down the bar, away from us, and fell to the floor. All of our friends were still on the dance floor, and we were the only ones anywhere near the bar. I told them we should leave, and we shut the party down. Medina is a creepy town, and I had paranoia and sleep paralysis the entire time I lived there. I was ecstatic to move away.